My name is Harrison Wheeler, and this is the Technically Speaking Podcast. I sit down with BIPOC designers, entrepreneurs, and technologists. We discuss careers, triumphs, resilience, and the why behind their decisions. Before we get started with the show, I just wanted to plug our Patreon. If you like what you're listening to and you want to support the podcast, for as low as $3, you can contribute monthly to help support the production of the show. You can contribute today by heading over to patreon.com slash technically speaking HW. I'll also include the link in the show notes. Welcome to another episode of Technically Speaking. My guest today is Melvin Hell, design leader and culture creator. I know, you know, this is just like your thing. I don't know if that's evolved over time. Would you still consider yourself the design leader and culture creator or has that evolved? Yeah, no, at first, let me say thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate yeah. it. I've loved listening to all the episodes. It's been fantastic. So I really appreciate being here. Uh, it's certainly you. humbling. I have evolved a bit. I think you play it one way. I, I was Melvin the Gray, now I'm Melvin the White, the Black, Melvin the Black. <laughs> yeah, it's still a designer, but more of looking at it from the top down. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? How is that kind of, it, it's a shift, right? So what's the shift? So for me, that shift has been from, there's two elements of it, both from a career perspective and, and another from a personal side. But from the career side, it's been more more of the moving on from the fluid intelligence part, the idea of innovating quickly and going all, through a bunch of ideas and just throwing them out there and just be really snappy with ideas. Yeah. That part I've done, I've been that person digging into that. And now I'm moving into that phase of crystallized intelligence where it's, I don't have to rush really fast anymore. I'm getting older, so the skills are a little slower. But what I do yeah. have is that wisdom that got me to this point. And so now I'm in that phase of more of a, this is what to expect when you get to this point. And I'm, I'm interested in seeing where I go next. But right now, what matters the most is this moment. And so that's the focus for me right now has just been that. So understanding yeah. where I am, I, I no longer have to be in this place of hustling. I no longer have to be in this place of grinding. Now it's an opportunity for me to experience joy on a much larger level. And then also take what I've learned to pass on to the next generation, plant the seeds under which is of a tree I'll never see, but at least I'm doing yeah. the right things and moving forward. You never know. Tech and design moves real quick. So yeah, I know a lot of folks definitely look up to you and you've inspired them. So that's not something to take lightly or not notice. I do appreciate it. No, I certainly do. And for the folks that have stayed with by my side along the way through this journey of rediscovery and second phase of life that I've discovered for myself, I do appreciate it. Like you in general, a whole lot of folks have been by my side, encouraged me to keep going. Yeah. Hey, it's a part of what we do. It's the new <laughs> iteration of Melvin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Awesome. So look, let's, I want to get in a, also some icebreaker questions mm -hmm. to kind of get a little bit and get the audience a little bit more familiar with you. I always start off with this one question. What is something that you are currently obsessed with? Oh, nice. I think the one thing would be credit, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> I've been yeah. obsessed with credit because I'm trying to buy a house. And so that's the one thing that my wife is like, you've done it. We're in the closing phase right now. And she's like, you're going to stop yeah. obsessing over this. I'm like, no, it's really, I want to see how far I can take this. What work can, yeah. I, do? What work can I share with other people? It's totally random. It is totally random. But yeah, I, everything about getting your points up, your trade utilization, that's yeah. something I've been focused on for some random. Buying points, like the whole concept. Buying a house and credit is like one of the most stressful things. And yes. no one prepares you for it. But then the people you're working with expect you to know. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's no, crazy. That part and, then, <laughs> and then you're under the gun, right? Because, you know, it's competitive market and mm -hmm. you've got a time limit to make a pretty big financial decision. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not obsessing over that anymore, but definitely when I was going through it, yeah. it was a lot of cold sweats. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. The next icebreaker I have for you, we touched on this a bit offline. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, wow. It would be Japan for sure. I yeah. think I had a chance to visit once and the two odd weeks that we spent there was amazing. It was a chance to just reconnect with myself, with the goals and dreams that I have. And then just being me, it was great. Like I wasn't a black man in this country. I was just a guy and a foreigner yeah. getting food. <laughs> that was it. It was it. Walking down the street. And so that felt nice. But yeah, anywhere in the world, that would be it. That's not just a wish. It is a goal. I intend to mm-hmm. retire there one day. I will do that. But yeah, that's, yeah, one place. That'd be it for sure. Is there anything in particular culturally that you love? Is it like food, technology, design, like clothing, mm-hmm. architecture? What's one of the standout things for you? Is it, or is it a bit of all of that? I think a lot of those things are certainly a part of it. Yeah. I think one of the main things is just culturally, there is a balance between nature and man. And mm-hmm. the part of the Japanese culture is that it's the existence between both the relationship between man and nature and how those things work together. And any harm to the land will cause harm to man. So taking care of the planet, taking care of one another, living in harmony, even at times where you may want to break out and do something different, which sometimes, are, though some could argue that could be a detriment, but at the same time, working together for the benefit of all to succeed is something that I've found amazing about the culture since I've learned about it yeah. as a young kid. It was just fascinating. And and beyond just the fascination of the outputs of the culture, art, yeah. design, anime, movies, into the mechanics of what made, what makes Japan what it is. Or, and so it's fascinating. I, I love the culture. I love it. Yeah. It seems like a lot of that is aligned with your design ethos as well, right? So yeah. it's really great to see those connect. Last icebreaker. <laughs> okay. Yep. In two words, how would people describe you? Oh, come on. Yeah, give me easier ones. Lovable asshole. <laughs> okay, I, cuss, I don't know if I can cut, but that Lovable asshole. Yes. <laughs> what is that? All I can think of is, you know, the movie Ted with the teddy bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, baby. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's more of I'm Bender. Bender. Do you ever watch Futurama? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or I'm Bender. Yeah. That, that's the main character, right? No, that's Fry. That's Fry. Bender's the robot. Or is it He's the robot? Talking smack the robot. And smoking. Robot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, there you go. That's me. It's talking smack and smoking. But inside is a heart of gold. Ah. One episode that really stands out, and my kids swear this is me, is Bender adopts all these kids as a money scheme. <laughs> And he's like, I don't love these kids. I'm doing it all for the money. And later at the end of the show, at the end of the episode, he has to give them all back to the orphanage because he was just milking the system. Anyway, the whole point is he's a good riddance. I hate these kids. And so they drew him a picture and he's like, I hate you all. And he crumbled it up and threw it to the ground. They went off crying. And so after they left, he's like, okay, he picked it up and he's looking at it like really sad. And they all come in like, yeah, we love you, Bender. And he's like, I hate you. I hate you all. And he's hugging them. They're like, my kids are like, that's you, dad. That's you're just this tough exterior, which is just a lovable guy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would say that I may come off intense at times and the beard is a little bit scary, but that was a good guy, especially in the second journey yeah. of life. In the beginning, I could have been like, if you met me earlier on, you might be like, yeah, that'd be still an asshole. But yeah. <laughs> Maybe now it's a little yeah. different. Maybe take us through that. Tell us about who is Melvin Hell and what has that sort of evolution been like from when you were younger to now? It's funny you mentioned that Melvin to now has been a character, if you will. I heard a quote one time a while back, and it was, every man has two lives and the second starts when he realizes he has just one. Mm-hmm. And more recently, I've been trying to find happiness for so long. 
right? Looking for this thing. It's the job. It's where I live. It's, oh, I have to get married. We've got to have kids. Where are we living? Uh, how much money do we have? Am I investing? What about the cars? I got to have these dope cars. I got to take trips. Yeah. I had been in search of happiness and I was willing to do anything to get that. And so the one thing I started learning was happiness wasn't always has been in the present moment. What I was missing out on was joy, that deeper mm -hmm. connection. Happiness is an emotion. Joy is everlasting. So I wasn't, mm -hmm. in fact, chasing anything. I was just at, like an addiction. I was feeding on happiness, on the emotion. Right. That part I romanticized and I turned myself into an object that I wanted to be. And I thought I wasn't doing it. I was only living on the emotion, mm -hmm. feeding that addiction. So happiness is personal, yeah. but joy is the gift. That is what keeps you going. And in my hustle, I made a promise to myself. I will never sacrifice happiness. I will focus on manifesting joys. I will enjoy the solitude and the silence, like just focusing on me. I think yeah. that's been the journey. So that's the beginning, right? So that's where Mail started from. If anybody knew the past, that's it. And then getting into the space now, it's just been more of how do I lead? How do I grow? And getting to this point has been a journey in and of itself. It's been, yeah. am I deviating off the topic? Cause I'm like, no. you know, okay, okay. No, you're fine. <laughs> I get the storytelling and monologuing folks start sitting back. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's all good. But no, it, it has been that journey. And, you know, it's been Melvin now is someone who is thankful for everything that he has, everything that he did in the past and everything that he has done to this point. Mm. I don't know if 30 minutes from now that would be the end or if I've got another 20 years. But right now I'm thankful for being able to enjoy this moment right now with you. In the past, my mind would have been focused on all these dreams of the future and fantasies mm. of what I could become. And those led me to those goals. But I was empty. Yeah. There was nothing there for me because I, I got too far ahead of the thing. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever played like any fantasy or role playing games like Final Fantasy or of old, like Final Fantasy 7 and stuff like that. There's a process to follow in the game. You could certainly explore freely, but there is a process to follow to get the story going. Sure. You can get to certain elements like earning new weapons or abilities, but if you haven't done certain elements of the story, nothing's there. You can be mm. as strong as you want to be. You can have all, you have found another item in another place, but there's a part of this story yeah. that you can't get to. This thing you can't get to until you understand the story. And so that's what I had been doing for so long. I'd been getting to these places and amazing jobs and opportunities. I'll just be 100 with right. you. And in some cases doing quite well, in other cases just being the wrecking ball. Right. And so now it's been more of this about face melt realign, refocus. And that's been it. And so for folks that want to know, it's been a journey getting to this point. And I'm thankful for every step of the way. And as I said earlier, I'm thankful for folks like yourself and Kingsley Harris and a whole bunch of other people that stayed by my side that said, hey, I got you. I'm going to keep going. So Mel now is more of a person who's working with a startup right now and trying to put a pretty cool idea out to market. I've got my yeah. sights set on entrepreneurship. I've got an idea in my head. I just got to get out. And so why not do it? Yeah. But that's Mel now. That is, that's how I got to where I am. It took a lot of going the wrong way to understand yeah. what was right. And now walking back is a, I'm telling a very long story and I'm, I'm going to say it in 10 seconds. The, you know where I, you know the show Avatar? Avatar The Last yeah. Airbender? Yeah. Great show, Cartoon Network, awesome. In the beginning, I watched that show and I was like, I feel a young, discovering his powers, trying to do all this stuff. And I was like, mm, yeah, that's not really me. Maybe I'm more, what's the other kid's name? His friend. Anyway, I'm the bumbling idiot. I'm more realizing I'm Zuko. I had a passion. I learned a thing early on in my life. I learned this is how love is. This is how business works. This is you do these things. You're aggressive and you're hungry. You're a lion. You tear it up. You do this stuff. And I did that. I was yeah. the whirlwind. I was the tornado. Yeah. 
So out of like the story that you told me and the realization for the listeners, like how were these things like, how would we define those? Is this like just having that hustler mentality by any means trying to make that money, that sort of going from job to job, high profile company, career ladder, is that sort of like where you were before? Because I know like those are very like prevalent themes in the Silicon Valley for many people that they're mm -hmm. chasing and aspiring to do. Is it something like that you were kind of chasing and you weren't being fulfilled in that way? 100%. It was job. It was, you know, who I was dating. It was what I was driving. Yeah. It was who I knew. It was, what am I wearing? What is my title? <laughs> no one's telling me this. I'm telling myself this. I'm telling myself that's yeah. happiness. Get there and make that. I was a valet making $12 an hour. Man, if you can make 20, you're going to be happy. I started making $20 right. an hour. You know what? You, if you, what would make you happy is if you're making 50 an hour. That'd be sick. I made 50 an hour. What would make you happy mm. if you make $100 an hour? That'd make you happy. I was making 100 an hour. Yeah. What would be happy is if you made 60,000 a year, 80,000, 120, 500,000 a year, you'd be happy. Mm. I, I did all that. <laughs> I did right. all that. Happiness was not there. It wasn't. Mm the jobs. I got there and I was happy in the moment. I in, elated. Oh shit, I made it. I work at Google. I work at Facebook. I work at YouTube. I work at LinkedIn. Like I've yeah. done it. RGA. Yeah. Y'all buckling. <laughs> yeah. I just, I got there at the wrong time. I wasn't the person who I needed to be, nor did I understand the gravity of what I was assuming. Yeah. No. And instead I wasn't trying to build a relationship with the companies. Better way to look at it. I was being a mercenary and not a missionary. Boom. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. I was coming in there to kill it. Like, I'm going to make something dope. I'm going to do this. I'm going to boom. I didn't yeah. come in to bring the gospel. I didn't come in to heal and love and work with others and mm -hmm. build something together. We didn't, we weren't planning seed. We weren't trying to. What do you think, what do you think that mindset came from? The mercenary mindset. <laughs> Young. My father was a preacher. Oh. He was also very, I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to put, I'm not going to put my dad on blast on. He was a, we had black fathers. Like he was, my dad was a black father. I'll say that. Yeah. And if it's just not a diss on Black Friday, let me take that back. My dad was aggressive. I'm going to just say that. Okay. My dad was tough. I learned to be tough from him. Mm -hmm. I saw what he got because of it. And it was fucked up, but he got what he wanted. And I was like, shit, maybe I could be a little nicer with being an asshole. <laughs> and yeah, it that doesn't work. And so that's what it looked like. It looked like me being aggressive at jobs and pushing ideas. And sometimes they worked, sometimes they did it. But the power that I sought, I wielded it a jerk. I was given room to, to do great things and I, I did it wrong. <laughs> or I wielded it incorrectly because I learned the wrong paths. But at the same time, I was also being rewarded or moved along. Yeah, okay, okay, cool, cool. He, he feels like there's something there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's, and then it all came crashing down last year. That's. Mm. The reality sunk in and I'll never forget it. Like it, I'm not going to mention the person's name, but they sat me down and they were like, look, you're spiraling. You need to get help. And then there was more of the conversation. And then that was it. And so I had to start over. And so October of last year, I spent months and like resetting. It was, you want me to be 100? I don't know where we're going with this, but I could be 100, 100 or. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. You can be a hundred. All right. If, if, if you want to talk more corporate stuff, like we can talk about design, but I would. Maybe no, no, this is an important story <laughs> in that journey, right? There's okay. so many, like folks have so many different lenses to their mm. journey. I think they're all important and, and folks might be going through the same thing, right? Hey, real talk. Let's go. All right. So, so that was in October last year and I, I was lying to myself and others about taking therapy and getting help and doing shit. I mean, mm. To be honest, I was a drunk and I was falling apart and for the next three months, I just sat. I didn't do anything. Smoked and drank, smoked and drank. And just didn't really do shit. And one day, it was just before winter break. And my daughter, I went off on my child and I should not have. And mm -hmm. I felt terrible. I was like, 
the hurt on her face. I was like, man, I yeah, was crushed, crushed. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was in January. And then so winter break was hard. We, we yeah. enjoyed Christmas for sure, but it was hard just because I went off. It was crazy. Anyway, come January, I was like, I gotta get my shit together. I gotta get my shit together. And yeah. then I was on Instagram, and there was this post, and I'm gonna just say this. You can tell me, I'll, you fix it in post. <laughs> I'm gonna just say this. Yeah. So yeah, I was telling myself like, you need to get help, my nigga. Like you gotta get help. And so mm. uh, there was a post on Instagram and it said, every nigga deserves oh, therapy. Yes. Every, yes. Yeah. I know. I yeah. I, yeah. I'd never, I'd never heard of this, the content end and everything. I love. So yeah. I, I was like, boom, save, bookmark, follow. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Called a therapist that day. I was like, we going to do this. But that's what I did. I got off in Facebook. I deleted my account. I deleted my Instagram account, my original Meltron. Thousands of followers, right? Facebook, done. Let it all go. LinkedIn premium. <laughs> I went back to the basic. That journey got me to where I am today. Even your listeners may not know this, and I'll tell them. Harrison and I had an interview prior to this. And my mind, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready because I was still on this journey. Mm. And I have come. I'm not saying I'm done. I am walking still. But every step is a new day. And so that's what it's been. It's been from that mm. time to now, just moving forward. Yeah. I, I know what the bottom looks like. I know what it looks like. And anybody going through it, I could tell you it is not. But just celebrate the moment. Just be here right now. If you're up, no job, struggling, addicted to a thing, give thanks you're here another day to get it right and struggle again. Like just find mm. something to anchor the hope onto and keep going. And that was my thing. I knew what the people I had hurt. I'd finally come full circle to see who I truly was. Objectified version of this amazing, drives fancy cars, wears cool clothes, knows all this shit, has a great job. Melvin is not the Everything person. Everything on paper. Amazing. Everything on I don't know who that is. <laughs> I yeah. don't know who that is. I have no idea who this is. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like everything on paper is the dopamine high, but it's not lasting. And I'd imagine too, that moment with your daughter, everything on paper is there. Didn't matter. Beyond that, it's empty. Empty. It was crazy. Yeah. Was, crazy. was there any clear, part? Should, let, me, let me fix one thing. She, I should say child and not daughter. She keeps telling me, so she, she is my child. Her pronouns are okay. they and y'all, so I respect. So my child now. Your daughter child. at the time, the child now, yeah. Yeah, your child. So I guess there are any sort of, I don't know, there's things that you've learned and maybe for the listeners where people should be checking in, like looking back, were there moments where you're like, man, I should have checked in at this point in time, or I should talk to somebody, or maybe I'm drifting, like in, in what sense is that kind of showing up for you? I would say right now that I heard someone say the other day that the older you get, you realize that the person you are today, the older person will tell you the little person, the little picture you're in, there's a big, bigger picture out there. So don't worry about this small one. I, I saw a lady say this on Instagram a while back. And that's what I'll say to folks in your moment of tribulation, when you're, listen to me, sound like a preacher, when you're struggling, when you are, when you feel that moment of doubt and downness, remember the words that you say you hear too. So mm. if you say, I shouldn't have done that. Now you're blaming yourself. You are getting on yourself. And you say, damn, I fucked up. What? Oh, sorry. You're talking to you. <laughs> remember mm. that. At least start there. Say, yeah. fumbled this time. I can get it the next time. Remind yourself this is just a step. This is just a process. As right. kids, we were never taught what was right and wrong. We just discovered. And then right. realized, oh, that's spiky. Can't touch. It is cool, though. It is cool. You weren't a failure mm. because you touched it. You just, uh-oh, messed mm. up. 
you might touch it again. Uh Oh, that is my message to folks. As you are on this journey, know that today is just today. There will be another day and whatever you are in, it's just one, not even a step, just a hustle forward, a thought forward, but put action into the thing. But the very smallest thing that you can do is talk up yourself, not Mm. better than, not greater than, just reminder... (laughs) Just a reminder that you're great. That's my message. That's what I had to do because I wasn't doing that. You no. know, I would get up at 5.30 every morning and I would get online and I would check Instagram. I'd check LinkedIn. I'd check Facebook. I go through all the norms, like just consuming myself. I wake up at 5.30 right. every day. This is not an exaggeration. I just go through doom scrolling for hours and then get up and get washed up and go through the day. Like all that craziness is in my mind now. Mm. Wait. Yes. Just. Mm. So. It's a lot. It is it's a, a lot. lot. Why do I need news 24 hours? Why do I need to know what everybody's doing all the time? I don't need to know. That's right, Kev. It's a lot. It's too much. Yeah. So I turned it all off. I got off of everything. I don't get, I have no news apps on my device. I don't get updates on, unless it's like a national emergency, like a earthquake or a tornado, but I have nothing. I, my morning start, I don't even know if I should get into all this, but like that, my days are different now. My focus is different sure. now. I'm far more into the present than I am in what my past was or what my future might be. It's today right now I'm building. Yeah. One thing that I'm taking out of that is give yourself the grace, right? You don't have to be perfect and you should question sometimes maybe why you have that mindset. But I'm with you. I think, I feel like Earlier, when I was younger, I realized that I had this concept in my head, right? But for every light bulb that you turn on, you have to turn off. And starting the morning early with all of these things pinging your mind makes it a lot harder to focus on you and be in the moment. And so I'm not perfect, but I think like sometimes I am able to check in and be like, yo, there's way too much stimulation happening right now. Do I really need to be on Instagram? The news thing is very toxic for me. I used to wake up. That was the first thing I consumed. And I think before it was okay. Like in the days of RSS readers and Mm -hmm. getting like scholarly articles and real reporting, I think that made a lot of sense because it was good to be in the know. But I think now so many things are sensationalized. That's right. I think also sometimes I like with designers early in their career, I tell them not to necessarily hop on Twitter as the first thing that they look at because everyone has an opinion and ultimately the decision comes down to you as an individual. Mm -hmm. And so listening to so many people can make it hard to figure out what direction to go in. Yep. So I think those are, that advice speaks volumes and obviously in so many different contexts for people wherever they are in their career or wherever they are in their journey. So I appreciate you you sharing that with us. I think like one thing I wanted to touch on is we were talking about affirmations and I think you had one that was around like, hell yeah. <laughs> yep. That's something that you still do. <laughs> and what was the importance of that? I think there isn't enough of that, especially for us in this industry. There's not many of us. And a lot of times we are the only. Yep. And so I think like, Affirmations are really important. And I think to have those sources of that are very instrumental. So maybe take us through that. Sure. For the listeners, there was a time every morning I would say, 
just silently to myself, hell yeah, you got this. That's it. I will let the challenges of the world consume my mind after spending a ton of time on Instagram, feeding the anxiety. I would just tell myself, hell yeah, you got this. And then get up and go. That mantra has turned into action and less of a statement and more mm -hmm. of a, and, and less of a mental thing, but more of an action statement. Hell yeah. So that means do the thing. It means say the right words. It means apologize. It means ask for help. It means get up early. It means exercise. It means eat healthier. Hell yeah. is not just a thing to just say. It's a do. It's an action. Make that a thing. You know, I mentioned earlier, I, I get up all the time. Now, every morning, I'm up no later than 530. I'm downstairs, get the coffee and water going. I'll be 100. I roll a J real quick, go outside, drink, smoke, read, and watch neighbors walk by. By 730, I've got the dog. We go for a walk. And then I'm just chilling from 820 till kids get up. And then before yeah. work starts, that has been my routine. That's hell yeah. Like that part, it's clear yeah. the mind. The fog is there. You woke up. You were given life for a new day. Do it right. Treat your body, get some water in you, walk, move it, wake it up, celebrate it. Now give mm. that joy to other people today. Yeah. That's it. That's what it looks like for me. That's hell yeah. It's the embodiment of continuing to move forward. Does it mean being perfect? It means growth. Practice makes getting it right. It means understanding. It doesn't make perfect progress. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just progress. I'm just trying to move forward. And when I stop, I hope what people take from what they've learned of me and the things I've done, they keep moving that forward. It's yeah. all good. In the moment, man, in the moment, 100%. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So let's go to like the last area of the conversation. I don't know if you're okay to plug it, but maybe tell us, is it, are you still in stealth mode with your startup? Yeah, we're still in stealth mode. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> what are you working on? Uh, it, uh, it's launching soon. It is, it's a food related app. Okay. This is going to be sounding all businessy food. Related. It's a food app, a social food app. And the goal being for foodies like myself, and hopefully you may be as well and others, we want to put emphasis on that as a stream, as a vertical, as a niche mm. of creative content creators to focus on the celebration of and cooking food together. Yeah. Maybe as a means of spreading the joy of food and working with what you got or experimentation, doing that as a global community could be fun. And so we're putting something like that together. It's going to be dope. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Like, how did you get to this point where you were like, I want to do a startup after taking the break, specifically even in this vertical, like maybe how did you evolve into that? Sure. No, that's a great question. And it actually would lead into one of my, the things I would tell people to do if they were to get into design or in this industry is build something, start with the big picture, understand how it works, understand why you're doing what you're doing that part first. And as a designer, that might be confusing to hear. I want to start my design career. So you're saying I shouldn't go to some of these big places. Yeah, I am saying that. I'm saying you should go to a startup, learn the business yeah. as a designer, learn the business, certainly master the craft, innovate. You'll have plenty yeah. of room to do that at a startup. You'll have an opportunity to get it wrong at a startup. Hopefully not a whole lot, but you'll have room to make quick and fast mistakes. That's what you want. Perfect yeah. the craft, build something that you enjoy and take on the big guys. Yeah. What are the types of skills or you're talking about learning the business, like what are the types of things that if a designer was to do that, what are areas that they get involved in there that you have to know to be successful? Because I would almost say be, to be successful at a startup versus a large company require a few different skill sets. So what would that look like? I'm here to dispel that myth. <laughs> it doesn't okay. require anything. It does not okay. require anything. You don't have to have a business degree to, to start a company. You don't need my child's friend at school has a cookie business and she makes cookies. I don't know if she makes them legit or not, but my daughter says, my child says they are. <laughs> Sorry, I keep messing yeah. up. She, my, she, I, they will appreciate that I'm trying my best. <laughs> yeah. uh, the cookies are made from home. 
and she sells them at school to the kids. That is what, that, you don't, no business degree, 16 years old, 15 years old. Yeah. And children make orders. She makes a batch of cookies, like legit cookies, like chocolate chip or she like sprinkles or unicorns on them. <laughs> like just mix cookies. <laughs> you don't yeah. need a business degree, people. You don't need it. You just need to do it. Yes, mm. it will be hard to bootstrap it. Yes, it will be difficult to get it funded. Okay. It doesn't have to be a million dollar company. Just learn how to run a business. Be satisfied right. with doing something on your own. You don't need to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. You just need to be satisfied with what you do in life. That's it. Yeah. And so that's why I personally, that's what I was answering the question of why choosing a startup. That's why I chose a startup. We want to start small. I want to understand more of the business and not even that, but just take the knowledge I currently have and use it in that space to grow something big. I love working in that space from zero to one. I love that. Yeah. And I kind of want to stay here for a little while and do more of that. And eventually, hopefully so be an entrepreneur, start a company, offer what I think could be a good solution to X. And if two people like it, I will be super happy and I'll build the best product for those two people. Yeah. 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 Hey, Melvin, thank you so much for this conversation. We're going to wrap up soon, but I know you dropped a lot of just gems like earlier on but are there any is there any like last thought you want to leave to the listeners before we log out i thought about that for a minute and i think there's and not to get old school but there is a there's this old negro spiritual i don't know if you've heard of this it's oh you want real old school i'm going man (laughs) it's about to happen (laughs) and uh, it starts off though you may not drive a great big cadillac gangsta white walls tv antennas in the back back You may not have a car at all, but remember, brothers and sisters, you can still stand tall. There we (laughs) go. Be thankful for what you got. (laughs) There we go. There it is. (laughs) We're going to end on that. Always a pleasure catching up with you. And yeah, it's a wrap, man. Awesome. It's great, man. I really appreciate it. That concludes the show. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge way to show your support and it really helps us reach more people and grow our following. By the way, we release a new episode every two weeks, but in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or YouTube at Technically Speaking HW. Again, thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. This has been a production of Technically Speaking Media.